Welcome back to the City of Palms podcast, everybody. Today we've got two guests, and you're both from Fight Zone, right? Yes, sir. Correct. Hell yeah, we have Nick Rakia and Mike D'Angelo. How are you doing? Super duper, how are you? <laughs> We're doing good. Dude, they brought donuts. <laughs> you said you can't eat it, or you're trying to cut weight for yeah, a fight I gotta coming cut, up? Yeah, I gotta cut some weight still. Um, there's a fight coming up soon. Soon. Couple, couple months. Talk about that in a little bit. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, let's yeah. start from the beginning. Let's get into it. Alright, yeah, so... Uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with you uh, first. I just want to know like a little bit more, like how you got into fighting. Um, I got kicked off the hockey team in high school for fighting, and uh, <laughs> walked into an MMA gym the next week. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> was back in Michigan. <laughs> so yeah, I've been a degenerate for a long time. So what grade was that? That, you that was senior year. So uh, it was it was preseason senior year so I guess I was technically like the summer still or something I don't really remember too yeah. much but it happens hell yeah and how old are you now 27 no, 27 shit. years young pretending I'm 21 still Fresh. hell yeah that's the way to do it what'd you get into you said it was an MMA gym or yeah I walked into a it was like a karate gym that had like MMA fighters and a couple of my buddies like from school were splitting lessons like between a group of four and they showed me like some bullshit ass move actually it was a pretty cool move now that i think back on it but like i was like yo this is this is cool i want to learn how to do more of this shit so i walked in there the next the next day i think and like i was 17 at the time and like lied to the dude kind of was just like uh i'm 18 and signed my waiver and like told him i'd bring him my id like later and just didn't until my birthday <laughs> yeah so, i mean i got like a, a year's worth of training almost like as still a youth not adult. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, I just haven't really stopped doing that. That's sick. And that was in Michigan, you said? That was in Michigan, yeah. Um, Clinton Township. So just a little bit north of Detroit. Detroit, what? <laughs> yeah, <town. laughs> yeah I, I still go back there. There are a bunch of cool dudes over there. I still go back there and train every time I get uh, a chance to go back home. So uh, shouts out Tracy's Karate when I come back. Hell come, yeah. Coming from blood. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and what about you? How, how'd you get into fighting? Oof. Yeah, I was um, I was pretty much like born into it. So I've been doing this. I'm four years old. I'm one of five brothers. So our dad got us into this and we're all professional fighters and wow. teach and have long chins and stuff. Yeah. No shit. It's tight. Damn, that's yeah. fucking amazing. Boom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all five of you are professional? How, what's the age yeah. difference? Um, we're all super close in age. So my youngest brother, who's actually my business partner, he's gonna be 25 in november um then i have another brother named luciano he's um Oosh. he's a year younger than me so he's 28 i'm 29 my next brother is about to be 31 and then my oldest brother is um 36 or 35 wow so then the yeah. business is um teaching fighting yeah teaching martial arts uh whether it be little kids like we have kids in there i have some kids in there i start at one years old like little, wow. little diapers like <laughs> Yeah, so like our our kids program is probably number one in the state of Florida. It's ranked number three in competition just because some of the other schools have a lot more volume. They have like eighteen or nineteen like outlet schools like everywhere, and they count them as one team. So it's kind of unfair. <laughs> but I mean, we're always like maybe like sixty or seventy points away from like away from them, which is pretty good. So Man, that's amazing. What's the school called? Uh, fight zone it's here fight locally zone. it's right off uh, actually we just moved so we're right on um 41 and pinnacle 
Right where the boatyard, right next to Gator Lanes behind the Arby's oh, there. Yeah, yeah, actually, Arby's. I live by there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it's, it's dude, right at that little tight. nook there. Wow. So it's tight, dude. So yeah. if someone my age wanted to get into it, how, how would. You how just would walk I... through the front door, bro. And, and you, <laughs> and you never look back, bro. It'd be like <laughs> one of the best decisions of your life, really. I mean, we got a, a pretty cool thing going. So it's basically like our own community. So we're like Fight's own community. I mean,. Upwards towards, we had close to like 800 members that were there. When we when we moved over, we lost a little bit of uh, clientele because I had to close down for a little bit and, and build out this new spot. But, um, I mean, we had close to like 700 people, all people through the community, dude. Like, dude, I had no judges, doctors, surgeons, lawyers, like, That's you awesome. name it, dude. Like, someone's like, hey, like, I need something. I got a guy, bro. <laughs> like, the perks are pretty tight. Hell sure. yeah. Man, that's awesome. So, and as far as Fight Zone goes, it, do you have all sorts of, like, you teach boxing, kickboxing. Um, yeah, it's a it's a full array of, of mixed martial arts. So, I mean, we do everything under the suns. If it works, I'm going to teach it to you. So, the main base of it, though, is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, judo. And then, um, what do we do? Yeah, that's about it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean I've mean, i done I've done a lot of martial arts growing up. I've done karate. I've done taekwondo before. My striking instructors were actually uh, taekwondo world champions and national champions and boxers and kick like they they've oh, done wow. everything so i mean we look we do crescent kicks like i'll cut, <laughs> <laughs> crescent kick you in your face what? if you need it <laughs> for sure that's yeah that's awesome it's tight man that's sick and that's nunchucks. yeah i know how to do nunchucks too so don't fuck with it <laughs> so fight zone that's your organization and then you fight out of fight zone yes Is sir. that right yes sir nice yes sir Okay, so then what, I, I was wondering what, like, your, like, formal training as far as, like, belts and shit, like, what you're, like, formally certified trained on. For both, sure. Both of you. Yeah, well, I mean, um, basically, um, I'm a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've been doing BJJ since a young age. That's probably the, the longest, that the longest, the martial art that I've been doing the longest. Um, so I have a black belt on that, so I give out a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu belt, which is only in the gi, which is almost kind of looks like a karate uniform, but it's a lot thicker. So, I mean, if you don't train in that gi and someone says they're a BJJ black belt and they've never trained the gi, they're a damn liar, dude. Just look at it and be like, sure, okay, guy. It's like, get out of my face. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, you have to put in the work. It's it's super yeah. hard. I mean, I think BJ Penn, which is a super famous fight, I think he got a black belt in like under four years, which is like almost unheard of. So, it's like at least 10 years you're looking at to put in the work to get a black belt for sure. Or at least be a solid black belt or instructor. So we have that belt system that we give out, and then we actually have our own uh, mixed martial arts belt system that we've been developing through my dad and uh, my past coaches and trainer passed down to us. So it's well over 35 years into a fighting system with professional fighters, there's all kinds of people, judo players, wrestlers, like mixing stuff up and just putting a little fighting system together. So that's for the no-gi. So that's a mix of boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, and grappling without the gi on. And then we have combos like move sets obviously just a fighting system that i put together that you can get ranked through that as well so you get two belt systems a lot of people don't like to grapple but i mean if you don't do that you won't get belted in our system like if you just come to striking classes you know you just be a no belt forever whether you can throw hands really good or not bro yeah. you're just not going to get the belt in that system but uh, i'll pass it over to nick and let him do a little talking for sure Oof. throw getting sore buddy <laughs> never that <clears throat> Yeah, so do you have for any like uh, official like belt titles and stuff? Yeah, um, as far as like the belts he was just talking yeah, about, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm a I'm a blue belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Second degree. Second degree. Yeah, Oof. working on it, Tiny. working on it. I just started training in the gi recently within the last couple of years. 
Um, but in, in the DMMA belt system, I'm a brown belt, second degree, and um, working working hard to make that next step. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's as far as my martial arts ranking goes. I think I'm a blue belt in Kempo Karate also from back in the day. <laughs> Cross cover, baby. <laughs> Or not Kepo Garage, uh, with the shoot fighting system. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out Bart Vale. Yo. <laughs> shoot fighters up. Yeah. Dude, I apologize if I ask any stupid questions, because Danny, know, he, like, watches fighting and shit like that a lot more than me, but I'm pretty clueless. Like, my roommate has been going recently to uh, training grounds, and he's been training BJJ and kickboxing, and I've had so many questions for him just because, like, I don't know shit. Yeah. So, like, and, like, I'm just a curious guy. So if I ask stupid questions, I apologize. No stupid questions. <laughs> Never any stupid questions, uh, dude. Training grounds is a, it's a nice gym on the inside. I, from what I've seen of it, one of our one of our uh, coworkers that we bounce like we bounce around like some of these clubs around here goes to training Shout grounds. Shout out Jason. Shout oh. out Jason. <laughs> <laughs> he he got he got fucked up the other day though. He sent me a picture. His rib keeps breaking and his eyes like swollen shut. Uh, I'm that kind of made him just sound like like, a, like he got punked a little bit, but I mean I don't know. He's older too. He's like he's like at a, like probably close to forty, huh? If not already, I don't we can know. go and say had to say forty two. He's forty two. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's forty two. Probably not. I don't know. He's thirty five. He's bad. He's bad. He's, he's like, like, like you motherfuckers think I'm that old? Forty two. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you turned fifty two ten years ago. <laughs> Gross. See, one thing I've always been curious about, and like I said, like they, I think they talk about stuff like this on Joe Rogan, but they're experts, so like they have intelligent conversations. But I'm just wondering from your your guys' perspective. Is it DMT? No. <laughs> we can get into that. No, no, but I'm wondering like if you're going up uh, in a fight or whatever, and like you have your training and your stats and everything, and you're going up against someone who's like, um, like a black belt in <coughs> karate or one of these like okay. Japanese like striking fighting styles is that like is there so- anything that goes through your head that might be like oh shit this guy or like it could, because that's a whole different fighting style right if someone's a black belt in karate compared to like BJJ that means they could kick the fuck out of your head yeah I mean like, like I like to think that I could kick the fuck out of their head too you know what I mean like I've been doing this shit for 10 years and I mean he's been doing it for like 20 20- years something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so like you know like i put in just about as much work as like a lot of these like taekwondo black belts who get their black belt at like what age 14 and like which that'd be like yeah like that'd be like unheard of in something like bjj like where you like you you can't even be under 18 and get it right for most schools like yeah like like i won't give a kid a black belt under 18 like if i do they'd have to be exceptionally really good and it would be like a junior black belt so it'd be a black belt with like a white stripe through it uh, even even like my other belts, like a blue belt, you have to be at least 16 to get a blue belt. And that's a lot of BJJ schools too, where you have to be at least 15 or 16 to actually get that blue belt, which is basically like graduating into adulthood. So like uh, the BJJ belt system for adults, it goes white, and then you get four stripes on that belt, and then you go to blue. For kids, there's other belts. There's a, a gray belt, other gray belts with stripes through it, yellow belt, a green belt. And it goes by your skill, obviously, and your age. And then once you get of age, they'll slap that blue belt on you and it's like yeah. now you're a certified badass for sure <laughs> no doubt yeah like i just wondered the contrast between like two fighters with like vastly different fighting styles if that's it, something to like take into consideration yeah. as you're prepping for i a mean fight. it kind of does but it's like when it's someone's like that in mma like it's such a baby sport still it's just mainly that's their base like when you're fighting a wrestler, but that doesn't mean he can't come out and just box your oh, face and dude yeah. and just cl- club you like five or six times and knock you out. Like, 
look like most champs, right? They're they're wrestling base, solid base, but they come out and knock dudes out. You know, they come out and just stretch them. That makes sense. Which is pretty, like John Jones, right? Everyone knows who John Jones is. He's actually has a Greco background. He's a really nasty wrestler. Even Chuck Liddell, he was a wrestler, like wrestled through college and everything. Like his first fights in the UFC had wrestling shoes on and, (laughs) and tight little shorts. It's like nobody knows that. But he uses his wrestling to stay on his feet because the dude's got dynamite in his hands. He's just... Hit you two times and break your face. Blow you know in the I mean? face. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, MMA is crazy. You know, it's like you can have a game plan and get to the fight and you get there and it's like you're only as good as your last fight. But, I mean, someone can improve like a huge amount like in a small amount of time, like mm-hmm. overnight like that. Something can just click and you can just be really good. You know, so like you could be studying this guy's tapes or whatever, like get a little base on him and have a game plan. And you get there and he's a completely different fighter. You're just like... Gotta change it up, man. Gotta gotta make the adjustments on the feet and try to break this guy's face or drag him to the ground and choke him out. So you have options. It's not like boxing or like a one-dimensional sport where it's like, okay, you're just assed out. This guy's just way better than you. He's just gonna kick your ass. Or you just gotta land the punch and knock him out. You know, you can be like, hey, this guy's smashing my face. I'm gonna take him down and just choke him the hell out for sure. Just grind him down to the floor and drag him out, you know? Yeah. So it's it's a lot more options. It's definitely exciting and interesting for sure. Hell yeah, I guess if you're a professional MMA fighter, you're not just gonna like you're not just gonna be going in there to grapple the dude, you know. You're gonna you're gonna know how to handle yourself in all. Oh fights. yeah, you're you're signing a contract to go in there to do violence with another human. You know? it's like, <laughs> I mean, watch- some dudes. I mean, you're definitely gonna train and prepare at least like eight weeks. Most some fighters are a little different. Like some fighters need a little longer. Some fighters need a little shorter. Depends like how you peak out, how how much shape you're in, or you know. How your mental is if you need like those eight weeks to really get your head together, you know, to smash mm-hmm. another dude. You're locked in a cage, ready to fight. You know? <laughs> it's it's same thing like if someone come up to the street on you and like they want to fight. You know, your adrenaline's gonna be pumping. You're like, but you're just like hearing about this all day, every day for eight weeks. Getting there, you know, the show lights are on. You're there a week before signing autographs. You know, doing your little fight promo for a week, and then you gotta weigh in still. You know, some people after that, they're so mentally exhausted, they get to the fight and they're just like a deer in the headlights, you know, yeah. they just don't really perform. So yeah. definitely got to be a gamer for sure. You got to, you got to be ready to do it. You got to love it for sure. Oh yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, I would have anxiety, dude, going into that. Everyone Ooh. does, bro. If anyone, unless, because Chuck Liddell claims, like, he's like, I never get nervous before never five, scared. never got scared or never nervous. And I believe him. I watched a few documentaries on him. I'm like, that motherfucker definitely got nervous. But I'll tell you for myself, dude, I've always gotten super nervous all the time. Even if I know, like, I'm like super, I'm obviously confident in my skills. Like, I think I can beat anybody for sure. I mean, that's the mentality you have to have. You have the confidence in your, in your skills and confidence in yourself. But... Mm-hmm. At any given time, you can lose like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you definitely have to have confidence and skills and be wanting to go in there. But some people, they're just like, after that whole process, they're just so mentally exhausted that they get to the fight and they just look like a shell. Like, that, that's what we call a deer in the headlights. They're just like, yeah, damn. Shot. <laughs> I could imagine it just being so different, though. Like, I've only ever been in, like, I mean, I've, like, fought friends and we, we train, like, in his garage and shit and we spar. But other than that, it's just been street fights. So it's just been like, you know, beef, having to fight, but, like, a professional fight where both people have, like, been trained and, like, know what they're doing, I just feel like it'd be a different thing because... It's live TV. It's crazy, <laughs> it's dude. Because it, on, in a street fight, typically, if you hit someone in the face, if you just hit him in the face, like, 
they're stunned for a sec, you know? So that, yeah. I've just, I don't know, but like... Well, most people just aren't conditioned. Like, the human body itself, it's not made for contact like that. Like, your yeah. bones and your face are all... I mean, this isn't even bone, it's just a bunch of cartilage, a mountain of cartilage. Like, any yeah. little shot can just shatter that. Like, yeah. your teeth can get knocked out pretty easy. The only hard, really, part of your head is your forehead. I mean, everything else is really soft. You get hit back there, you can have, like, major memory loss and yeah. damage. Like, Damn. that's why it's illegal to get hit back there in, like, an MMA fight or a boxing fight. It's super illegal to get hit back there. You can, like, lose memory really fast or get seizures and stuff. So, like, technically, like, as humans, like, you're not even made, like, for contact like that or to take that. But you can definitely build your body up to take contact. Yeah. Getting slammed down all the time. Like, even your skin gets, like, kind of tough. Like, I went and got these tattoos done and the dude had to use like this jackhammer gun because I guess he's like dude you have like you have like rhino skin I broke two of his guns broke for real it broke I was like and these are like this is only my second tattoos ever like I don't really have that many tattoos at all and I was just like alright I was just always like no I was like usually I do this on like big back pieces or something he's like I just might like mess your tattoo up I was like let's do it dude it came out great it came out pretty tight so I was like that's sick dude I got rhino skin (laughs) That's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back just for the sake of cameras. We've got a couple ads for you today, so enjoy that, and we'll be right back with Nick and Mike. Boom. <laughs> the City of Palms podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show onto all the apps people use? How do I make money from the podcast? And the answer to all this is really simple, Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Me and Danny searched all over the internet for different outlets for distributing and recording and uh, for websites that would host our podcast. And a lot of them, you have to pay money or it's really complicated, and j- especially for someone just starting out. And Anchor really was an answer to all that because you can record straight on Anchor. It's very user-friendly and it's totally free. We, we don't have to pay a penny to use this. And so it's great for anyone who's wanting to start out. And So if you're, if you're wanting to start your own podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome back. We are back. Hope you enjoyed those ads. Um, one thing I wanted to ask too is... Um, I said that our, our friend has started, our roommate has started training, and uh, he's really gotten into BJJ, and, like, he's pretty committed to, like, take it fully, and, like, I think he was just telling me the other day he's really trying to, like, make it a long-term commitment and become a black belt and, like, become a fighter around here and shit like that, and he was telling me how cool it is, because it's more than just a gym where you go to, like, learn shit and, like, become a trained fighter. It's almost like a, like a really cool community, like a family. Every week, every day that he go, he goes like five or six days a week or something like that. And it's like a family vibe. And like, I'm sure you feel that cause you're, you're the dude at the top, like training everybody. Sure. Is that something you see? Like the people that come on and you see them, you train them maybe from when they were young up until like teenage years and stuff like that. Is that, that's probably a special feeling, huh? No, no doubt. It's, it's like I said before, man, it's a huge community. 
Like, I mean, I was just FaceTiming one of my, my students last night. He's in Lithuania right now. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> going to school to be a doctor, but I've, I've been training this kid since he's 14. I haven't seen him in like four years, but I've been training them since they're like little ninos, man. They're little babies. They're fat babies. Now they're grown men just staring at me in my face. I'm like, this is weird. I'd be like, I'm getting old, bro. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tight, man. I've had some kids from... Like our actually, we just we just got our own first set of world champions in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, nine of them were kids, and one was an adult. But all the kids that we did, like my first world champ was a kid I've been training since he's two years old. He's he was eight when he won the the first world title for our school, so it was tight. Dude. I was like, hell yeah, the day one homie won the title. Who's that? Max. Max. Shout out Max. Shout Cole. out Max. He's the next Steph Curry too. The kid's a beast. He's lights out. <laughs> He's like good at any sport he does. He's a monster. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it's tight. So Nick, as you got into, how long ago did you say you you started really like uh, doing formal fighting and like professional settings and stuff like that? Um, I went pro in 2016 after about what 16 amateur fights, which in Florida is kind of unheard of. Like. A lot of people go pro after like seven fights down here, but uh, I had my first five in Michigan, and then like my last like ten or whatever down here, and then I, I don't know, I was just like, you know, what? I'm done doing this for free. Let's get a paycheck. I'm not losing any more brain cells for a, a free steak dinner at a strip club. Shouts out WCFL. I do appreciate that steak. <laughs> Ralph's the man. Ralph is the man. <laughs> yeah, you seem like a pretty amped dude. I was gonna ask if, like, if going into that setting, going from like training into like, you know, a match where like you're like you're you got a title and stuff like that, is that something you ever like got kind of nervous about or whatever, or were you always just kind of gung ho like let's get it? Um, honestly, okay. So my first title fight as an amateur, the guy, uh, the guy backed out like a scrub like two days before the fight. And they, uh, they flew this kid in from Chicago named Vic, who like, he, he was visually smaller than me. And we fight, I fight at 155 my whole career, um, 145 coming soon. And, uh, like he was, he was way smaller than me, like not way smaller. He's about my height, but he was just like, you could tell he wasn't like as full as me. And like instantly I knew like something was up. I was like, this is a setup. This is a fucking setup. Come to find out he's like this Muay Thai stud from Illinois that they flew in. And like, I won the fight and I won the belt, but like, that was probably like the the most like, like I was kind of freaking out. I didn't like try and show it. Like I got in his face super intense, like at weigh-ins and stuff and just tried to like kind of get in his head a little bit. But like, I was so like, I was ready for this wrestler kid. And then, uh, like two, like I found out the day of the weigh-ins that it, he wasn't showing up. Yeah, I'm looking around weigh-ins, like where is this motherfucking cauliflower-eared douchebag-looking kid? Like, and uh, he wasn't there. And then like they called my name, and this like, like not scrawny, but just like thinner kid, like gets up there, and he looks like a kid still. He looked like a like a junior in high school, right? Like you know, great kid. I I love Vic. Shouts out Vic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I thought it was a setup for sure. I was like, dude, they're feeding me to the wolves right now. Something ain't right. He's probably like a 10th degree fucking Don and something and like, like killed people before. Like, I don't know. I was young and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It was my... You were, you were a psycho. You were a psycho. How'd the fight go? Um, <laughs> it was, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good, I'm satisfied with W. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I got, I got the win. The belt's still hanging up at the gym. Uh, we're about to add two more WCFL titles to that rack this week. Not next weekend, Saturday, October 5th, we've got 
two amateurs fighting, one for the 125-pound uh, title. And we have, how old is Curtis? One 12-year-old going in there. He's going to kickbox some kid and bring home that strap, too. Opening the show. Opening the, the show. show. Tight, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. That's, yeah, it's in Tampa. If, uh, you know, if you guys want to check it out, it's going to be dope. There's a, there's a video online, too. Yeah, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Uh, yeah. Tight, bro. Yeah, one thing I was wondering, too, when we were talking earlier, um, when it comes to, like, your opponent for an upcoming match, do you get that info pretty well in advance? So kind of like with football, you're like, you'll like look at tapes of like the team you're playing and shit like that to kind of like, I don't know, like, yeah. So they'll, uh, they'll hit the, uh, the management team up and, uh, they'll be like, so, um, how's, uh, they'll ask if we've got any fighters, first of all, that for this weight or whatever, they'll ask specifically like in the, the pro level. Cause they know like that all of us are like the pro fighters over there. And they'll ask us like how we're doing, like where we're, when we're trying to fight, we've got an event coming up here. And then, like, if we want to take, if we say we want to fight, they'll come back with, like, an opponent, and then we have the chance to, like, look them up and be like, you know, all right, that's a, that's a good matchup, or, like, you know, like, no, he's probably got a little bit too much experience for this guy or that guy, and we would just kind of make the, the right decisions on who we're going to fight to make sure it's, like, a, it's a good fight so both of us can kind of learn something, and it, the same time trying to get that paycheck yeah (laughs) so then when it comes to training from when you make the decision to take the fight and all that is training from then on is it smartest to just like do your thing and like harness all of your skills as much as you can or do you take into consideration like what they're gonna do and like the kind of fighter they are to to like well yeah we're always gonna we're always gonna watch the tape and we're always gonna see like even like even someone like me who's constantly we're all constantly growing with every fight but like every like you always kind of have that fallback, you know what I mean? Like, and everyone's always going to be good at what they're good at. So you, you just kind of take it for what it is. You watch how they progress throughout whatever fights are online. And then you build a game plan off of that. Because when you rock someone and they're a wrestler, like they're going to go back to wrestling, like a hundred percent, you know, like you kick a wrestler in their face, they're going to try and grab your legs after like, and the same thing with like a, a striker, you know, you slam them on their head. They're going to try and get back up and box your face up. So it's like, you got to be ready for like stuff like that. And that's what we prepare for. You know, the fight's always going to start standing up and hopefully finish with one of us on the ground. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I can line my pocket. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it goes back to like having a fighting system too and having a coach and like a strong base around you. Because I mean, you're going to have, just like I was saying, you're going to have your base that you're good at, but you also want your fighting system that you're believing and that you know that works and that it's tested and, and proven like, hey, you just stick to these moves right here and you can beat anyone with it. And then just like he said before, like if this guy's a wrestler or like you see some holes in his game, you're definitely going to add a few things like, you know what, man, this guy, every time he shoots, he shoots from super far out. He's real sloppy. Let's train a lot of fucking knees this time. But it's still the same base. It's the same combos. Keep everything nice and sharp. I mean, it's just like, you know, skateboarding or something like that, right? You got your moves you got. You're going to do it a million times in a yeah. row and you know that's your go-to. So it's like... You're going to have your solid base, believe in yourself, believe in your system, believe in your coaches. If not, you're never going to win. You just, there's always, you you see these guys all the time switching gyms this way, this way. They get a couple wins and they lose like horribly. They're like, oh, I'm going to another coach. I'm going to another gym. Like if you don't believe in your coaches and the people behind you that they have your back and they're, I mean, that they're learning every day and showing you like how to be the best fighter you can be, then obviously you need to find a different place and, and find a place that's doing that for you and stay there with them, you know, and. All yeah. of you guys grow together because it's it's all a system. Like like even like 
Nick now. He's like he's like one of our top pros, and, and so is myself and my brother and stuff like that. And we have a couple other pros with them. We, I mean, we have amateurs coming up that were just kids, and now they're they're men now, dude, and they are nasty. Like our fighters this weekend, man, they are lights out. I if 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 we didn't have like a fight limit in in Florida, at least five amateur fights to get a pro license, I would already turn them pro. Like they're lights out, ready to go already. Like they they're just nasty. You know they keep wow. they they growing with us. They train full blown with us nonstop. Like there's no punches pulled or anything. Like they are basically professional athletes already. They're just not getting paid yet. So they each have two more fights each, which we're gonna knock out this year, like this weekend right now, and then right after we're gonna have a, try to have a quick turnaround if if they're not injured or hurt or anything like that or need to take some time off. But it's gonna be tight. Damn. So these kids are freshly eighteen, or they're not. They're no, like we've been training them since high school and stuff like that, and they're men now. They're like 22, oh, 23, wow. 24, and they're just ready monsters. to kill, bro. They're just monsters, you know. Jeez. Like I said, just brought them up through the system. They had these guys to beat them up, you know. I mean, before I got good, I took many of butt whoopings, bro. Like, yeah, severe. Like, I mean, when I first started competing, it was like around five. And, like, I never won a match until I was 10. And then from 10 to, like, 13, I never lost a match. I ripped off a bunch of national titles and stuff, like, in grappling and things like that. So, it's like I took so many second places, third places, no places, like, just getting mobbed up all the time, dude. So, it was like, and when we first went in there, our school was, like, just a bunch of little killers in there. Like, we went in there. I mean, we were tough-ass kids. Like, we, I'm like, we'll fight anybody. Like, we'll get tapped out and choked. I'm like, let's go again. Like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get your ass. I'm at least going to slam you two, two or three times before you choke me for sure. Like, that was always our mentality growing up. You know, I mean, we're five boys in the house. We're yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, sure. so, I mean, we didn't grow up in a, two of a nicer neighborhood. So, it was like, people try you. It's like, the scrap. What's good? Like, that's it. So, it was like, we were always scrappy as hell. So, it's like, you when you get someone like that in your gym, you just see, like, yourself in them. It's like, oh, dude. Don't worry, man. Three years gonna be lights out, dude. And that's honestly that's what anyone like. That's all saying. Like when you were asking about like how do you go about it, man? You just walk in the door, bro. And I mean, obviously, if you walk in there, like I can give you some tips on like if you walk in there and see some things going on, just walk right out. But like if you walk in there and you know and they treat you with respect and they're trying to have your business, obviously at first, you know, and then you walk in there, it's like man, it's like a family in here. That's a gym that's in, or a school that's gonna take care of you and grow you. Cause I mean. My job really is to make these guys able to beat me. If they can beat me, my job is accomplished as a, as a teacher and a coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I'm not over here just trying to destroy people. Like I know I can just destroy this person. Like, And you'll see the difference. Like if you ever do go into a school, man, you'll be like, man, that guy's so good. Who is that guy? Like, that dude's been here for like three months, dude. Like, yeah, he looks like a badass. Because it's, you know, you're training yourself to become mm-hmm. a weapon pretty much. It's it's tight, dude. It's sick. <laughs> you're Master Roshi. Hey, don't make me get my stance, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. So, Nick, uh, I think I asked about this earlier uh, somewhat, but as far as going into fighting, because you said it all started, you got into fighting with, with hockey, you got kicked off hockey for fighting. As far as like making Can the decision, it. like, damn, this is, this is what I'm going to do for try to get that paycheck, how was... Uh, how is that? Because I don't know. Because fight fighting is one of those things where, like, you know, you could you could get your ass whooped or you could beat somebody's ass, and like, I don't know. As far as making a paycheck well, from it, there's a lot of variables. It was it was kind of natural, honestly. Like, cause I said I'd already fought like sanctioned like 15, 16 times already. So it was like at that point it was just like, why am I gonna do this for free again? Like, 
Especially like all the people I've already fought are making that next step to go pro. So well, I'm gonna sign this contract and get paid to fight the same guy I just fought for free. Like, run it, let's go. Why not? You know, and yeah. there's like a couple extra rules like I can throw elbows now and like stuff like that. Like, quicker money. You know, if I <laughs> dash someone open with an elbow, I'm getting paid in less than 15 minutes. Like when last time it would take 15 minutes to grind someone out with big pillow gloves on in and out <laughs> get that paycheck <laughs> quick rounds quick yeah rounds. i mean like you know after like you see like the the progression of the whole career it's like when you get the opportunity to go in there to make it to the next level you want to do it like when i first joined the gym i didn't think i'd ever fight i just wanted to learn how to do some cool shit and then you see the fight team training and you're like oh cool i want to fucking train with them and you never think you're going to actually fight. And then the coach comes up to you and he's like, hey, I got an opportunity for you. You actually want to get in the cage? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I want to do that. And, you know, you never think you're going to fight for a title. And then yeah. they come like, oh, we got this belt. And I'm like, all right, I got this belt, motherfucker. Correction. Fuck Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's probably cool to have them believe in you, too. Like, to have them come up to you and say, like, hey, you're going to be on this fight team or something. Like, that yeah, absolutely. Like, that gets you fired. You know? Absolutely. I was stoked. I was the guy's like, 18 maybe yeah i was like 18 when i like the coach in michigan came up and he's like i want you to start training with the team and i was like whoo bat motherfucker it's going down <laughs> and uh yeah i got a bunch of ass whoopings until i didn't and then it was time to fight and then i got my ass whooped again <laughs> and it probably, puts, <laughs> Just it probably also puts like an ex like a an, an extra motivation into your training too because now you're not just trying to learn some cool shit you're trying to like you have a goal you're like reaching for like i'm gonna fight and i'm gonna get that title and yeah and you know it's like especially like with the whole team setting like obviously we we go in there by ourselves but and like it's up to like one person but i'm trying to like every time i go in there i'm trying to show everyone in florida that there's nowhere else you should be training or fighting with like we got this shit like come come fight with the best motherfucker like we're we're in it we're in it so that's like I try to put the team on my back though every time I go out there. Hell yeah, man! So. <laughs> and did you see Nick from day one, like that that he walked into Fight Zone, um, like that he's been at the school? Did were you, were you over like in uh, involved in his fighting and everything? What do you mean? Like as as far as like developing when he started at, at Fight Zone? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Nick's a little bit of a different story because he already had experience and mm-hmm. he already had a base, so I kind of had to like kind of work around that a little bit you know because like when you have someone else that comes in they have different tendencies things that you know you know are not correct but like someone else shows them like oh, doing that. so yeah. you gotta like kind of like make them trust you first show them some stuff and then go into like correcting their game you know what i mean or like kind of like chopping stuff out it's like yo don't ever do that again that's really bad it's like these are the reasons why like seven reasons you get your arm broken or you can try to do that and maybe get the guy you know what i mean so i mean i'll, I'll like maybe never tell someone like Hey, like, don't do that. That's crap. Like, I'll go about, like, showing them reasons why this is the better way to do it. And I'll give you other moves to do. Like, there's always other moves. Like, four or five different things to, to get something done. To just strangle someone or get out of a position or whatever you need to do. But, yeah, I mean, as far as what? The last five years, right? Give or take a couple of years. Yeah, about 2012. Yeah, right? Yeah, been <laughs> developing Nick as a fighter. Me, my brother, my dad as well. So, yeah, it's it's been oh, yeah. fun. It's it's been cool to watch, man. He's definitely got <laughs> really good. I'm proud yeah. of him. And then, are you still fighting professionally too? Now that you're yeah, I'm actually. Um, I I took the last two years off because I I tore my ACL and and uh had a leg injury, so I had to 
just get healthy and uh, get my leg better and stuff like that. But I'm looking to get back into fighting right at the beginning of next year. I was going to do it right at the end of the year right here, but I just had so many other things going on. You know, you got to balance life out. You know what I mean? So sure. with moving to school and getting other things done with other, other stuff that's happening in life. So I just kind of had to balance it out to where it's kind of going to work out like beginning of next year looking like. Yeah. Did did the ACL injury require surgery? Or? Yeah, yeah, I had a, uh, I had a, I had a pretty clean tear in it, so they repaired it with my ACL, so I didn't have to have like a cadaver oh, cool. or someone else's like ligament put yeah. into my leg, which is actually what they do now, which is actually really good. Like my my brother just had the surgery and his recovery is going super fast. Like they basically, it's it's almost like an organ donor, so they take like yeah, someone else's that died they're, they're tending out and they put it into your thing yeah. so it's, mm-hmm. it's it, it heals super fast usually they do like a cadaver or like they take like they'll take a, it out of your yeah they take it out of there i think they use like um pig ligaments or something Oof. like that at yeah. one point because they are genetically close to, to our genetic makeup which is weird huh <laughs> you got a pig yeah, right <laughs> it's weird dog it's something strange. in college we watched a, a video like a couple don't quote years me ago. though they were trying to see if they could like do like a transplant it's like some i think it was like a heart or something like from a pig to a human i was like dude yeah, Your pigs are super that, intelligent. That man. person's gonna die. That's how horror movies start. Exactly, exactly. Look, that person will Cut that die. Out. Like the South Park movie where they put a potato in Kenny's heart. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Gross. Oh man. That's so great. And then uh, another question that I always have, uh, because when you guys are so trained to like. I mean, you know, you mess someone up, you know what I mean? You're trained to, like, to take the beating and to give a beating. So, like, um, I just wonder how it kind of, like, makes you feel in everyday life. I guess as you've done it for years and years and years, you don't even feel a difference. But, like, me, I feel like if something happened to me, I'm not very equipped to, like, handle it. But then if I were to get training, I feel like it kind of, like, changed my mindset a lot of things. And I, I relate it to, like, having a really fast car to where, like, when you have an, a fast car and a fast car pulls up next to you, you know, like, yo, if we both float right now, yeah, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly out of here, but, um, so it, like, kind of changes your mindset in that aspect, but fighting, does that change your mindset just in day-to-day life? Like, you know, if you're at a bar, and someone starts fucking with someone, you could be the one to just instantly, you do one move on them, put them to the ground. I mean, you instantly graduate from that 90%, you know, to the 10% that can, you know, you can beat up 90% of people in the room. So it's like, I, I, I say it this way, like with fitness or martial arts training or training to defend yourself or street defense and stuff, I always tell them like, dude, if a zombie apocalypse happened, you'd be the 90% of humans that are zombies because you're not trained. You don't do shit. You don't run. You're not in shape. Like what, what if you have to run right now? Four miles straight, like get the hell away from zombies trying to rip your eyes out. <laughs> you're going to die, dude. You'll yeah. be dead for sure. You'll be, you'll be killed. Yeah. Limber <laughs> up, bro. What's that? Rule two? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, your your mindset totally changes. You become a hundred percent that much more confident in yourself as like a person is, and being more like of a protector, kind of. You know, like I mean, there are some people out there that are fucking just tool bags, man. Just yeah. it kind of gives me a bad taste in my mouth because it's like there are actually a lot of tool bags out there that train and they're just douchebags. Like yeah. they start bar fights, they start fights, they walk up to <laughs> someone they know they fights. can. Yeah, they walk up to people they know they can kick the shit out of. You know, they they, they look like they look. Like, like really not that intimidating or like a small person. They'll just try to beat the shit out of them. I hate seeing that stuff. But for the most part, the, if you do learn how to train, it's humbling. Because like when you yeah. come in, I mean, everyone has their own idea of themselves as being the best. Whether you have training or not, you know, you're like, yeah. I'm going to get this guy. Like, 
like on me like i can attack this guy i can beat him for sure but it's like especially if you're going like i like to put grown adults when they come and i have teenagers and they're like 15 16 i used to have two instructors they were both 100 pounds each blonde hair blue eyed girls that i've been training since they're little girls and they're 17 18 at the time and they're my instructors and they're lights out dude they'll choke a 30 year old grown man big old dude out in 10 seconds flat if they have to so that's who I would put them with. And, you know, you can just see the humble eyes just come out like. I got training. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, you got a 16-year-old kid in there, a little skinny kid, looks like a, looks like a little nerd and stuff. You know, and you put this grown adult comes in and, you know. Just the other day. We yeah, had, it we just happened the other day. Yeah. One of my friends actually is a bartender at, at South Street. Shout out South Street. <laughs> <laughs> he came through and, I mean, he's a grown man. You know what I mean? And he's going with this little skinny kid. And the kid just taps him out like 20 times. Chokes, like. I mean, the kid was also taking care of him. So the kid wasn't going nuts. He was just using his strength against him. And he's calm. He's he's trained. I've been training since he's a little baby, you know? So it's like he knows what to do. He knows the moves. So he's, like, getting the moves and, like, being nice with him, like, just slowly choking him out and he's tapping. Yeah. And then sometimes he would be like, hey, yeah, don't put your hands on the mat. You know, I can go up for this one. That one. He's like, well, all right, cool. Yeah, keep your hand in the stomach. So it's like you definitely get, like, a sense of confidence from it. And you're more calmer. You're more alert. And especially... I mean, in my school, I'm training people how to do that all the time. Like, if you walk into a room, it sounds like you're paranoid or, like, super mili- militarized or, like, oh, like, like if you're in law enforcement or something. But you should do that. You know, you walk into a bar or a place or anywhere, you know. Hey, there's my two exits. Oh, there's, like, 15 people at the bar. There's a bunch of old people sitting at the table. Like, don't sit with your back facing the entrance. Like, in this day and age, bro, people walk up anywhere and shoot. In Fort Myers, people just bust shots anyway. And we know that. Like little 15-year-old kids that are trying to be gangbangers or whatever. They're just running, shooting up places for no reason, you know, just trying to get street cred or whatever. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah. You never know at yeah. all. So, it's like, yeah. better be prepared than sorry. And I'm sure you guys have family members or even family yourself that you wouldn't want to see get hurt. So, yeah. when I go out, like, you know, I'm, I'm protecting everybody. It doesn't matter. Like, I have nieces, nephews, my brothers, I have a whole family. Like, I'm not trying to see any of them get hurt at yeah. all. So, definitely, like, you become like a protector for sure, no doubt. Yeah, and then the training, it trains the mind a lot too because when you are in a match, you have to think of every little movement and calculation and like you have to be calm or else you're going to... sure, and a lot of it's up. like, um, you know, making your body and your mind work as one because they are two different things, you know what I mean? Your, your mind can really throw you off or it can settle you in, but you want to train your body to have reflexes, you know, like just like doing anything else, you know, a baseball swing, right? The hand-eye coordination, you know, the eye sees it and the body just reacts, you know. It's like breathing, you know. You don't go and, like, count your breath. I mean, if you're a weirdo, (laughs) I guess everyone's weird if you're a psycho, you know. You're just sitting there, like, counting your breath. Or blinking, you know. Your body does it automatically, you know. Your eyes start getting dry, your your eyes are going to blink, you know what I mean. So, it's the same thing. Drilling moves over and over, reactions, and, you know, your eye sees it and you're going to react. You know, it's like going to the range and shooting, right? It's like practicing your draw you know you see the target boom your body just does it and it just that's why like when some people are like you know it just happened like that like you know i just reacted and i did it like if you just train all the time and do the things over and over have confidence like i was saying before in your system your body's just gonna react you're gonna see the opening with your eyes and your legs just gonna be up there ready your fist is already there and you're like you're just like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 
Like, say you, like, rip off four punches and, like, you don't even remember. You watch a tape, you're like, damn, I did that shit, bro. Yeah. It's like, or you do some ugly stuff, and you're like, ew. It's like, pinking, bro. <laughs> ugly. Oh, I can't believe I threw that. I did that. In every fight, no matter, even whether, like, someone else watches it, and you're like, man, that was a clean fight, dude. You kill him. You're like, nah, but look at this part. Ugly, bro. Throw up on it. Man. Yeah, I want to get into uh, more recent stuff you guys got going on and like fights coming up and whatever, especially Ooh. you've got a fight coming up. But before <laughs> that, I do want to open up the segment. If you guys don't have any ghost stories, that's cool. But if you just have any like crazy stories in general, uh, we look for like paranormal type unexplainable shit, but I don't have any, so I don't blame you guys if you don't have any. <laughs> but do you, do you just have any like crazy things that have happened to you in your life that are just like always stick in your head? Well, let you take that one so you can think. Yeah, right. I, I should have prepared more for that. I was thinking more for like ghost stories when you uh, when you asked me before. Yeah, like, whatever you want. It could just be a little oh, story. Too. fucking ghost stories over here. Um, you know, at my at my old house on Flamingo over here, my fucking shower lights would go on and off by themselves. Like that's like the only thing. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's the only sure. fucking thing I can think of. Like that, and I like I always just kind of figured that it's because they were already on, they were just flickering. But like they would go like I don't know. It was like it was kind of regularly, and it was always during the day. So it was like it was never like at night when I was like in there taking a shower, or, like taking a piss or anything with like the lights on. Like it was always like during the day, the lights would either like go either i left them on and they were like shut off somehow from like a short and like they would like look off and then just like come on and then come off again or if like maybe the house was just possessed by the fucking devil or something i don't know <laughs> yeah, Man, maybe derek did one thing i was just gonna say derek. <laughs> <laughs> derek derek was hiding somewhere just fucking trolling me with the lights <laughs> Shout out all those motherfuckers. <laughs> That's a ghost story in itself, dude. Yeah. Peace to the antipathy. <laughs> what were you in that? What, what were you in that band? I was the uh, third guitarist. Um, so when we when the band first started, it was me, it was me on guitar with um Sean on like more lead guitar than me because I was the worst guitar player. And Sean and Wes were like the best guitar players. And then Wes moved and um, they found someone who's like way more passionate about that kind of music. And they like hit me up like, yo, like, um, do you want to be in this band still? Because we like found someone who like really likes this kind of music. And I listen to like punk rock, skate shit. And I was just like, dude, you guys found someone who can actually write this shit with you guys. Because like it was basically them writing everything and me like fiddling around with this guitar that to me had three extra fucking strings and I didn't know how to play it like I was like kind of learning but like not at the rate so like they're already like what they they just dropped their album and they did like I think they're on their third show since then so or no the album's coming out I got the album <laughs> I got the the album before everyone else but uh yeah so they got they got like already like playing shows and stuff if I was still in that band dude I'd still be learning the songs that they had already recorded you know like I like I have some spots, I think, on some of the songs still, or, like, some of the parts that I would play are still on there, but as far as, like, being able to play through the whole songs, like, I I couldn't keep up, dude, like, Sean's a monster, and I'm sure this new guy that they've got on, uh, uh, Colin is his name, I think, I'm sure he's a fucking monster, too, I mean, like, and you got, you have to be to play that kind of music, yeah. honestly, like, you have to be such a good musician or vocalist or anything, like, I don't know, it blows my mind, dude. I thought I could do it. And then, like, I got this fucking nine-string guitar, and I was just like, yo, this is like, I'm in, like, a different world right now. Like, I need to go home and practice. 
<laughs> but I would bring it to uh, the school. Like my day job is I'm a music teacher at uh, elementary school, and I would like, uh, yeah, <laughs> the fucking drop the bomb there. <laughs> so um, it's a lot of a lot of the students from the gym go there too. So like my first, I was like filling yeah, out my application and, or filling out my paperwork, and uh, there's like what like uh, eight nine year olds like walk up. They're like, Nick, what are you doing here? And the manager is like. Like, you know, these little kids, I was like, no, no, they come to the gym. It's nothing weird. It's nothing weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's interesting. So, I'd bring, I would used to, like, bring my guitar and shit over there. I'd be like, yo, hold this. Let me get a, like, like, take pictures of, like, these kids with, like, a guitar. And it's, like, the neck is, like, bigger than their face type shit. <laughs> and then, uh, well, like, we, like, I would go to the concerts and stuff, and they would do, like, their little recitals, and I'd, like, take the Snapchat cut out of our fucking Feast logo and, like, put it on the background, so, that, like, I don't know, just stupid shit, dude. <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> right, so there's, like, a symphony playing, and, like, it, like, right over, like, the fucking school's logo or whatever, just have, like, the Feast of Antipathy pentagram with, like, the teeth and the fucking... Yeah, right. They're gonna hear this. Like, Nick, you gotta fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, do you have any stories? Have you thought of any? Um, it's okay if you don't. Honestly, no, I haven't. But I mean, <laughs> I punch people in the face for Just money Derek. and show that you gotta fuck other people up. Just pretty ghost Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, nothing too crazy other than just everyday life, just chilling. Yeah. I like to just chill. I feel that. So then, Nick, you said you have a fight coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I promised I'd go live for this. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> Ooh. And we live, baby, we live. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so as for fights for me coming up, we got, oof, yeah, I'll take my cameraman over here. December 7th in Coconut Creek. We're going to combat night, and uh, it's gonna it's a pro-am show, right? So the first half of the card is going to be some of the state's best amateur fighters on that side of the state, at least. And then um, some some of the most up and coming pros looking to make it to the next level, and um, I'll be one of them hopefully with a uh, first round finish and a fat bonus, <laughs> sixty G's, <laughs> yeah. So that's the plan there. Um, you know, it's just gonna be three rounds, five minutes. Um, you know, uni- unified pro rules, the same thing that you see on like uh, UFC or uh, Bellator, or One FC, all these other pros. We all follow the same things and. Um, I'm fighting a guy also, I think he's from Orlando or he's from the other coast. He's not from this coast. I don't think he's from Tampa or like uh, the West West Coast, Best Coast. So, <laughs> and <laughs> so um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I've, uh, I've been off for a year because I had a knee injury last September. I tore my LCL and um, cut that out. But, um, <laughs> he's healthy, he's healthy, he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I got, like, a little minor injection. I'm back to 100%, and I'm, like, I'm close to my weight already. So I'm going to have a really, really comfortable training camp. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. It's going to be fireworks, baby. Fireworks in the cage. I cannot wait for December. Christmas is coming early. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. you said December what? December 7th. Um. We're going to be getting tickets here shortly. I just signed the contract uh, last week. And um, I think Combat Night does that badass pay-per-view stuff, too, online, too, for, like, anyone who doesn't want to. Normally, they're in, like, Tallahassee and Orlando and stuff. They, they do go up to Miami and, like, Coral Springs and everything, like, offer. Shout out, Jamel. <laughs> Mitchie. 
But yeah, like, so they do come to that. Like, but a lot of the times it's farther away where, like, we can't always get everyone to commit to, like, you know, driving the Tallahassee or something. So I think they do that that pay-per-view for was like 20 bucks or something online and it's 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 badass production like every every fight i've seen from combat night is just like getting better and better like the lights and the music and the fucking announcers and the ring chicks and all that cool stuff and yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome it's awesome i really just can't wait to be there hell yeah well, so where's coconut creek uh oh it's, it is in coconut creek right i said that right it's not coral spring i think it's in coconut creek it's um it's like fort lauderdale area i'm pretty sure like in between lauderdale and miami somewhere like that oh yeah how do we get tickets to that to try to pull up? we're gonna we're gonna get tickets here real soon i'm gonna have uh send them chamel yeah <laughs> mitchy where's my tickets <laughs> we're gonna i'm gonna have tickets real soon and um there should be an option to buy them online too um you're gonna want to get them from me though because i they're all going to be in the same section so like i've had it before where people like get their tickets online never with combat night first time but um i've had people where the people get them online and then they're in like some random fighter section with all their fans and like yeah, if that's exactly like that's happened to me before like to go like watch him fight and i'm like standing right in front of like the people that are on the guy he's fighting's team and it didn't it wasn't like an ideal situation. Your let's spot. leave it at that. Let's yeah, exactly. Let's leave it at that. It did not end like Cut that. in a cordial way. So, you know, but um, we're all best of friends now. We get along with Gracie's <laughs> Gracie Tampa. My apologies for that night. Not really. <laughs> it was all fun and games. And you said you it's pay per view online too. What what's the website? Do you know? Um. I'm sure it's going to be on, there's a, be a link on Combat Night's website or the best thing to do would be to follow Combat Night on Facebook and like Instagram and things like that. And then definitely follow like me and Fight Zone on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Well, he doesn't have Twitter because he's a scrub, but, um, that, <laughs> but that's where like, cause I'll be shit every time, every second I get new details on the fight, like whether it's like. They're not going to change the date or anything, but like they might change like where weigh-ins are going to be. Weigh-ins are public for people who want to come. Or, like they might have like when they post like the new pictures and the new flyers and like the links to the where to get tickets and where to get um the pay-per-view link and all that stuff and like the prices to everything. Like the second that comes out, like I share it right away. I tag everyone in. I make sure everyone knows like this is what's going down because I I need my people there, you know, like that's like, that means the, like some of the most is like when you like look out, like, especially on that walk out to the cage, dude, when that music hits and Nick fucking screams at the top of his lungs on the top of the fucking podium, like, and I look around and I see a sea of fight zone shirts waving and I fucking swing mine around like a motherfucking helicopter. <laughs> like that's like, that, that means the most, like, it's like, you know, especially like in the cage too, like when I pick someone up and backflip slam them on their neck, like. And I hear everyone erupt. Like, that makes me want to do that shit ten more times before the round o over, you know? Yeah, dude. So that's, like, having people there is, like, super important. So that's why every time I hear anything about, like, the fight or the tickets or the links or anything, like, let everyone know right away. Let everyone know right away. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> so that's a good transition. Uh, at the end, we just let you guys, you can look at this camera and plug anything you want to plug, any Facebooks, Instagram, stuff like that. Just try to spell it out so that the listener can <sighs> search you guys. Well, um, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Rekia. That's R-E-C-C-H-I-A-D-M-M-A. 
um, on Instagram. I'm Nick with two Ks because I'm cute like that. Uh, Rekia spelled the same way. R-E-C-C-H-I-A. Um, also, follow on Instagram, The Fight Zone. You can tell him how to spell that because uh, I got it he's down. got underscores and Duh, stuff like that. Underscore, fight, underscore, zone. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, come follow us on Instagram. Our Facebook is uh, D'Angelo Mixed Martial Arts or Fight Zone DMMA. We actually have a personal page and a, a business page because the personal page won't block you. <laughs> you like, send too many friend requests on the business one they'll like shut your shit down for like a few hours it's whack but uh yeah so i converted of a, a personal page over to a business one to kind of like have it all linked together but nice. yeah any info about the gym or anything like that you guys can go on that you'll get all the info you need on that any like uh updated uh events or anything going on as, as far as fights and things like that Hell yeah! You guys got Whoa. anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? We we reach the end, but you if you, there's anything else you guys want to talk about or shout out, it's up to you. I'm trying to talk about how many of those skate ramps you got in your garage <laughs> over there. Well, I see you, two. Gotta, you gotta bring your board. Uh, yeah, dude. Skate. I wish. I wish. I wish I would have wore the Yeezys too. I would have. I would have came with like. I would have came strapped up if I knew you you were set up like that out there. Uh, I pulled. I pulled up. I was like, fuck. I might just shred these shoes up tonight. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. What you got in there, though? You got, like, the t- two big quarter pipes and the one small one? Yeah, we've got one big quarter pipe that's, like, real solid. That's our go-to. We have another big one that's, uh, the re- the wood's a little rough, so we got to redo it. And then we have a smaller quarter pipe. We've got, we got all, benches of all sizes. We got one that's, like, 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 what, 20 inches or something like that? Almost two feet. And then we've got one that's, like, a little smaller than that. And then we've got a little one that's, like, one foot tall for, like, learning shit. we got a flat bar. we got a kicker ramp. Okay, yeah, you guys do, you gotta set up. Why don't we just gonna go and uh, pave that backyard of yours and make this legit? Let's go. Honestly, yeah, we've been, we've been considering building a mini ramp back there. Dude, I'm your guy. I'm your, I got the hookup on wood. (laughs) He told us earlier, we won't disclose. (laughs) Cut that, cut that. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. This has been a great episode. Yeah. Thanks, y'all, Thank for you both, dude. Do, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap it up, too? I just want to ask everyone. Um, as far as the City of Palms goes, they know, dude. We got new episodes every Monday. Oof. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, at City of Palms Podcast. We're really doing it, man. This is, a, this is our first fighters we've had on, dude. This is uh, I know. Only Fuck the beginning, yeah. too. And we'll, we want to have... We like to have like repeat guests, you know, to like follow up on like shit that's going on or whatever. So next time y'all are on, we can talk about the fights Definitely. and like how things are going and whatever. Oh, we should have we should have came my last fight. I could have came the next week with a fucking big old black eye. No, that'd be a funny follow up. Yeah, I have a few shout outs actually. I just want to shout out you guys, man. City of Palms, thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Oh, this yeah, has actually you. been super cool, man. Titus, I'll definitely love to come back on, <laughs> yeah, even fun. if it's not to re up, just to be a special guest. <laughs> for sure, sure. Yeah, hell yeah. Once we I'll get more s- mics, we'll do all. Yeah. Also want to shout out the fight zone community also your guys community anyone that's listening to this podcast that wants to come down and try out fight zone they get a free week on me no questions asked man even if you don't want to join after man you just want to come and learn some stuff come through and uh see what we're all about also shout out to my nephew caleb oh just had a birthday we had the littest party at uh Happy birthday, at sky right. zone yeah it was crazy <laughs> yeah. no beer though but it was fun <laughs> was super tight. For yeah and then uh just shout out to uh Ben Tavares, uh, Jorge, yeah, and little CJ, man, on their fights coming up this uh, October 5th on, on next Saturday. Oh, We're going to yeah. definitely come away 3 0, looking to smash. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Boom. <laughs>
Hell yeah, man. It's been a good episode. This has been episode 31 with Nick and Mike. Thank you guys again so much for coming out. And Change I hope to number one. Hope, hope you all enjoyed. <laughs> Hit him with that outro biscuit.